You're listening to Roxart Radio. In today's episode, Roxana Moran gets a preview of what's to come at ESC 2022 from guests Stefan Achenbach, Victoria Delgado, and Stefan Windecker. Hello, everyone. My name is Roxana Moran from Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City. And I'm just so thrilled uh, with my guests today on this version of Roxart Radio, where uh, for August of 2022, what can one, what could be the, the most amazing highlight of August? And I couldn't think of anything better than the European Society of Cardiology Congress, the ESC Congress, taking place in Barcelona, August uh, 25th to the 29th. How exciting. And I have very special guests, three people who are in fully in the know. And we're going to start with my guests. And I always start with ladies. And it's Dr. Victoria Delgado who's Associate Professor of Medicine at German Frias Hospital in Barcelona, Spain. Just so excited uh, to have you. You have been on the program committee for the ESC for many, many years, very intricately involved with uh, the program. And I'm just so thrilled to have you. Welcome to Roxheart Radio at TCTMD. Thank you very much, Roxana. Thank you very much. A pleasure. It's great to have you. And then... Of course, we have Professor Stefan Achenbach. He is renowned, of course, uh, a tremendous, fantastic person. He is the president of the European Society of Cardiology, and we're just so thrilled to have him today. But also, he's professor and chairman of cardiology at the University of Erlanger in Germany, and it is just so fantastic to have you, Professor Achenbach. My pleasure to be with you. Thanks so much for having me along with Victoria and Stefan. And it's great to be here. Yes, it's fantastic. And then, of course, we have Professor Stefan Windecker, who is the professor, chairman and chief uh, over in uh, in Bern, uh, Switzerland. And of course, he's the chair of the scientific sessions this year at, at the ESC Congress 2022. And we're really, really excited to have him as well. Welcome, Stefan. So. Here we are. It's ESC 2022 around the corner. The highlight of August for me, it it really is after uh, I think it's going to be three years. We're all coming together. The last time I was there, it was memorable for me in 2019, one of the best ESCs in Paris. And here we are coming back together. And I believe it's in person. And of course, uh, there's something about a possibility of having some of the content available. And I know ESC always is so diligent to make sure that the content, the science is not lost to everyone and that it will be somehow somewhere able to be reached. But the whole point is that we're all getting together in person. I'll start with you, Victoria. And if it's okay, I'm going to call all three of you with your first names. So let's start with you, Victoria. Tell me a little bit about this year's format. What, what am I supposed to expect when I get into Barcelona? So I think that um, ESC has put all the efforts to make this Congress memorable. As you said, the Congress in 2019 in Paris was great. It was uh, really fantastic to see all the people and how the research from many researchers could be shown there. And I think that this year in Barcelona is going to be hopefully even better, I think, uh, with all the people coming on and kind of reunion uh, many colleagues uh, have told me as well that they are really looking forward to come and uh, to see everyone again and to have the opportunity to share their research, to learn from each other. And uh, I'm, I think that ESC has done 
the best the best ever to uh, make sure uh, people are proud of presenting the the, the research uh, to meet everyone again there and um, yeah to have again great moments to remember later on yeah there's no question that the in person is the most exciting thing stefan how excited are you? Finally, in person, two years of presidency. This will be your first one, huh? Absolutely. I'm super excited. Of course, like you, I've been a big fan of ESE Congress for many, many years. Like you, I've been involved in ESE Congress. And after two years of really exciting online congresses, you know, we all can't wait to come together in Barcelona. And as you have said, and as Victoria has said, it will be a new experience. Um, you said already that it is online, um, appreciable, or you can participate online. Half of the um, rooms will be transmitted live online, so they can be followed online live, but everything will be available at um, the latest one hour after the presentation. So every single session can also be watched online for those who can't come, also at a very reasonable rate. But for those who come to Barcelona, things will be different. Our lecture rooms have been redesigned. We have one room that is particularly close to my heart. It's called The Zone, where we will have lots of interactive sessions and quizzes and, and challenges. There is going to be a moderated presentation of every single abstract that has been accepted to the meeting. Um, so moderators and discussants, so that the really the young researchers can get really, really involved. Lots of opportunities for, opportunities for interaction. We have shortened some of the sessions to make them more amenable to, to the live transmission. So lots of new components. And I think everybody is going to be really excited to be there. Also, the opportunity to meet the presenters of the hotline. This has always been a very popular format. You know, meet the trialists where those who are really presenting the hotline sessions, you can meet them, you can ask the questions and be in direct contact with them. So all of this is coming back. And this is why we're so excited. So exciting. Uh, I just can't wait, honestly. And I just feel like even though there, I'm excited that I'll be able to get what I'm missing uh, in person, probably online when I get home, I think what's much more important is to be there in person. And we have to preserve that the ability to come together, the networking, the ability to, to exchange information live, to discuss sessions together there is no replacement for it and we have to preserve it. I, I believe in that. I, I don't, and I'm, I'm so glad to see that ESC believes in it and other meetings are doing and hoping for the same thing. And that networking is really invaluable. Uh, let's now go to you, Stefan, as the, the chairman Ooh. of the ESC Congress 2022. So which guidelines are coming out at ESC? Yes, uh, so I think there's a very important update on uh, patients with ventricular arrhythmias in prevention of a sudden cardiac uh, death. And I think we are all aware that uh, a sudden cardiac death remains uh, the most common cause of uh, death in patients with cardiovascular disease. So I think uh, this is much expected uh, uh, update. Now, uh, you may remember that in the past, uh, the ESC uh, has drafted a position paper on uh, cardio-oncology. And this year, there will be for the first time a full-fledged uh, ESC guideline on the topic of cardio-oncology. I think, again, this is rather important as due to the aging of the population, but also the advances in treatment of oncology patients. This new field uh, that has emerged, cardio-oncology, 
is now formalized in uh, an uh, ESC uh, guideline. There will be also an important update uh, in a joint guideline ESC-ERS on the diagnosis and treatment of pulmonary hypertension. And finally, there will be a guideline on the cardiovascular assessment and management of patients undergoing non-cardiac surgery. We do know that uh, many of these patients uh, experience uh, adverse events related uh, to either known or unknown uh, cardiovascular disease. And therefore, this is also a very much anticipated uh, update. It's incredible, Stefan. And, and I just think that with so much on our plates, which one is your favorite? What's your favorite? What are you, what are you most excited about? Well, I, I must say, uh, you know, I can't single out a single uh, one, but certainly uh, I think Deliver is uh, the one um, that uh, will uh, be uh, we'll the highlight. <laughs> and uh, not only because of, of that uh, single presentation, but also because it is embedded into a larger context of uh, looking uh, data that already have been available from, from Emperor uh, preserved in, in uh, DAPA uh, HF. But um, maybe I can also point out to one session uh, which is interesting where we actually have four uh, individual patient data meta-analyses. And actually one that really is of major interest is one that has been led by Colin Bajan from Oxford, um, who has done several meta-analyses as it relates to the impact of LDL-lowering drugs, namely statins, in the uh, prevention of uh, um, uh, uh, or secondary prevention and primary prevention of um, uh, cardiovascular events. But here he is uh, specifically looking at the question of myalgias, uh, certainly one of the frequently complained uh, adverse effects uh, and directly compares that uh, to uh, the placebo experience. So this is really another one, which I think in terms of uh, uh, clinical practice and uh, counseling of patients uh, will be of major importance. No, I can't wait. These are four very, very important topics. I love my little pocket uh, uh, cheat sheet of, the, of those that we get to carry. And then all of the great graphics and algorithms that you guys always put together. Honestly, it's uh, you do it the best best way possible. So great for clinicians and practitioners. And is that where we have to go to get them? Is the FE, uh, the, the fellow of the European Society Cardiology Lounge, or could we get it anywhere else? Or is it just at the lounge? You, you will get them at the FESC Lounge. They can also be downloaded as a smartphone app. Um, yeah. So this is what everybody can do. Download them for your smartphones. I think this is what the young people do, right? And uh, so they are, of course, our guidelines are always freely available, but the printouts, they're for the FESCs, as we call them in the FESC. Oh, line. I love it. I love the little printouts and, and it's one of my, my, I love all my perks that I get as a FESC. So that's my favorite thing to go there and be with my colleagues and get all the perks and, and just have time with everybody. I can't wait to be there. So Stefan, of course, late-breaking trials. Uh, what should we look out for? 
But I think, of course, the, I'm always particularly excited about those trials that tell us something for clinical practice. And I have to say, there's one particularly that is intriguing me, and I can't wait to hear the results. It's the TIME trial. It's about chronotherapy. For a while, it has been lingering out there that we should potentially treat our hypertension patients differently and give them potentially the medication in the evening rather than the morning. There was the Hygia trial, which suggested that outcomes are better. This trial has, if you give medication in the evening, this trial had almost 20,000 patients, but it has been challenged. So now we're going to get the time trial that should give us a definite answer of this, you know, many years of follow-up, 21,000 patients in the UK. And that should really tell us whether we should give our hypertensive, antihypertensive medication in the morning or in the evening. So these practical trials always intrigue me. But I think there's next to the SGLT2 story, which will certainly continue. More data on preserved ejection fraction we're expecting here. There's one area which is the new opportunities for oral anticoagulation with the factor 11 inhibitors um, that seem to be promising lower bleeding rates while being very effective. And we have a number of trials around this. I mean, these, they might be a game changer. Who knows? Um, so this is going to be really interesting in stroke, in patients with acute coronary syndromes and in other settings. We have a number of hotline presentations around these new options for oral anticoagulation. So this is really something to look forward to because, you know, this might change the way in which we treat our patients relatively soon. So here you can get- the I know first. I'm really excited about seeing those. And I'm, I mean, I think you got some of the best hotlines uh, as usual. You always capture them. They're very, very uh, uh, excellent trials. And I just can't wait to not only see them, but also dig in. And, and Victoria, which one of the trials are you excited about? So- as you know, I'm from the imaging part, and I'm really also uh, very happy that this year the spotlight of the Congress is uh, cardiac imaging. And there are also some uh, late-breaking trials that relate to imaging. Uh, generally, as uh, Stefan has said, there are many trials on um, medications, on management of patients, where there are all the randomized trials, but imaging, uh, they start to have as well uh, late-breaking uh, trials of late-breaking science presentation. And this year, I would highlight, for example, the Econet RCT on artificial intelligence and measurement of ejection fraction, which is one of the parameters that we use more in clinical practice to manage our patients. But there is also, for example, artificial intelligence for the diagnosis of aortic stenosis and also the DANI2 a trial with the use of perfusion uh, imaging for evaluation of patients with coronary artery disease. So I think that um, these uh, late-breaking trials, they have also an important uh, part on the spotlight of the Congress that is cardiac imaging. Yeah, and I love that the spotlight of the Congress is on cardiac imaging, and we're going to see, and always, always, we see so many different areas that uh, uh, we just can't wait to to explore. I'm going to go to uh, Stefan last, but before I get there, I still want to kind of uh, pick your brains a little bit. Uh, so, what's your favorite thing at uh, at uh, at the meeting? Can you tell me who's who are giving the named lectures? Are there is there anything that I should absolutely not miss? But if you ask me. I think we're celebrating 20 years of Tavi. And yeah. we have the pioneers, we have the pioneers right there at the Congress. Alain Cribier and LL Chalinov, for example, will be there. There will be very intimate discussion sessions, interview sessions with the two of them. So experiencing these pioneers, both of them firsthand, 
Now, this is something that I would look very much forward to as a participant of this Congress. I know, I can't wait to see that. Um, uh, what about you, Victoria? For me, one of uh, um, the name lectures would be Paul Hugenholf on the innovation as well. And mm -hmm. uh, that is going to be as well a very important uh, lecture. We will have uh, Stefan Neubauer um, from uh, Oxford on all the um, innovations that he has also contributed to the field of imaging again. But I think that are very important uh, for many other uh, specialties in cardiology from um, interventions as well and um, um, treatment of the patients. I think that that is also a very important um, lecture. Well, now that I got both of your uh, inputs, I'm going to go to the to the boss of the meeting, who is the chair, uh, Professor Windecker. Um, I'm calling you the boss in front of the boss. It's, that's tough to do, I know. <laughs> but uh, the, the president is sitting right here with us, but he's he definitely does agree that you are the boss of the meeting. So you tell us what you think. Uh, what I'm really excited about is that after two ESC Congress editions uh, that have been fully online due to the COVID-19 pandemic, that really uh, this is the opportunity to meet for the first time again in uh, person. And I think what is special about uh, this year is also that we actually celebrate 70 years of uh, ESC uh, Congresses. So I think it will be a great opportunity uh, to meet. Now, obviously, what you're most interested in is what will be featured. And I think what it is worth mentioning is that the spotlight of uh, this year's uh, Congress is uh, uh, cardiac imaging. And I think uh, the spotlight cardiac imaging is of uh, very high importance uh, due to the fact that affects any uh, diagnostic uh, procedure that we do in cardiovascular medicine. It affects general cardiology, any kind of uh, subspecialty. And uh, really, uh, cardiac imaging techniques are uh, the eyes of uh, the uh, cardiologist. So it's a very important cross-sectional uh, discipline within uh, the field. And the program will be rich in terms of uh, novel diagnostic tools, will be rich in terms of multimodality imaging. And I think it's also worth pointing uh, to the new field of uh, imaging guidance, guidance uh, which is of particular importance uh, for cardiovascular interventions. Perhaps another area that is worth pointing to is the uh, growing importance of uh, digital health uh, topics. So, so there will be a dedicated uh, digital health uh, track with uh, novelties as it relates uh, to artificial intelligence and, uh, and digital health. And I think that will be a very important uh, one. And one new feature will be the zone that will be a highly interactive uh, area uh, where uh, we have special features. Uh, it will be associated with lots of fun. There will be awards uh, to be um, won and there will be uh, quizzes to be performed. So this will be a really a nice uh, interactive area for anybody to, to look into. All right. Well, this is amazing, incredible. What a great opportunity to talk to the three of you. And um, so parting words, uh, I want you to each of you to just tell me something that I absolutely cannot miss. And what should a U.S. person look forward to? And maybe uh, anyone, but certainly me. 
Yes, so, so that's a very important question, and, and we wish uh, to offer an equally rich uh, program for those uh, that join us uh, online. So there will be actually in the online program six uh, simultaneous uh, channels ongoing live. And uh, there will be one channel dedicated to all presentations in the main auditorium, which is the Room Barcelona. And there the hotlines will be presented, the guidelines will be presented. So there will be live transmission in channel one. Channel two is uh, dedicated to all the controversy sessions uh, that are taking place at uh, the usual uh, local platform at the hubs. And also this will be transmitted uh, live. Then we have uh, three uh, channels that are in selection from all the individual lecture rooms, uh, which are kind of in pre-selection of uh, what we would consider the most important or most interesting um, uh, channels, and they cover all the areas of uh, cardiology. And then we have one global stage se session, which covers uh, the international joint sessions with ESC affiliated societies and, and, and other ones. Now, the important thing, uh, the entire Congress will be available also on demand after the Congress. So you mentioned this in your introduction, basically visiting uh, the uh, Congress in person, we will be unable uh, to look at all the sessions we are interested in. But fortunately, you can connect uh, afterwards and just uh, consume uh, presentations on demand as you, as you wish. Well, if I may start right here, what you will see at this Congress, and this is something we're proud of, is the amount of female um, representation that we have in the faculty. 40% of the faculty roles are female. 40, 40%. And we have individuals from 71 countries as faculty of the Congress. We worked hard to achieve this, and I think we can all be proud of it. And this is something that I look forward to, to really, really moving towards gender balance in this Congress. Yeah, and I know you're giving CME credits for Americans. That's really important for our boards and all this crazy certification. So thank you for that. Victoria? For me, it will be um, the possibility back again to see everyone. That I think that is uh, one of um, the spotlights again for me as well. And have the opportunity to learn from each other and uh, to meet again friends and uh, colleagues from whom I can learn and I can continue my networking and, and, and to see everyone happy. And Stephanie is also. Yeah, you know, this is something when we think about coming together and learning together, I've always thought that at these congresses we learn by osmosis. You know, just by being together with other people and you hear little half sentences as they comment something or you see somebody else getting excited about something that is not really your field, but you get a feeling for whether this is something or not. So I think in a group, we learn by osmosis. You can really benefit from other people being there. This is something that you can't be in an online Congress. Oh, it's so true, isn't it? I like I, too, share exactly the same enthusiasm. And I do believe that it really is about being in person. Fantastic. This has been a great, wonderful, what a, what a great opportunity to chat with the three of you. Thank you so much for everything. And I really, really appreciate um, your um, time. I know how busy it is, how excited we all are about ESC. 
I just can't wait to see you all in person, give you all big hugs and exchange information network and, and at the very least take a coffee or a drink with you each. So thank you again for your time. And uh, I, uh, I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you, Roxana. Thanks thank you, Roxana. Looking very forward. Thank you. Uh, all of us, aren't we? So um, with that, it's Roxana Moran on Rox Heart Radio. See you all at ASC in person. Let's be there. <laughs>